You're listening to the itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching the itch to talk about EPs because a crap load of them were released in the past few months during our downtime and even before that. So many so that we actually had to narrow down the field pretty heavily just to get to what we want to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's insane how many uh, we are just leaving off the list for today that are worth talking about. We will, I'm sure, touch base upon them at some point before the end of the year. Some of them. Summer was EP season. Yeah. Well, I think that's just what bands are doing, you know, get your songs out there as soon as possible. Yeah, makes sense. It makes sense. And people were very busy. We had, I mean, I'm going I'm to list a few of them that we aren't talking about today. <laughs> Shoot. All three of them came out the same day. Tom Morello and the Bloody Beetroots Catastrophe EP came out. Fire from the Gods did their little reimagined version of American Sun. Uh, there was a Blood Red Shoes EP, and that was all just June 18th. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had Crowbot. We had Seether, uh, a band called Creeper, uh, and a handful of others, Turnstile in the middle of all that, and definitely some of these we will be getting back to later, but they are not the ones uh, on the menu for today. The Seether one, not so much, because it's really only two new tracks. The rest of them are like reimagined versions of their previous album. I'm not inclined to those, to be honest. I'm more inclined (laughs) to EPs that are the type that we are talking about today. Yeah, I agree. And you know, that that's the thing that also like has really driven me nuts is like, that's a lot of things that bands are doing. It's just reimagining their stuff or, you know, doing different versions of their same crap. It's like remaking movies, you know, like (laughs) the original is always better. The remakes always crap. Just stop doing it, please. I mean, there's there's very, very, very few times where the remake might be better, but it's just most, you know, nine times out of ten, you're just, I don't know, watering down the, the version that you had. <laughs> That's fair. So we selected a few and they all came out really in the span of late June to yep. late July. And I'm excited to say that we have differing opinions on a lot of them, which is, <laughs> is kind of nice. I like I like informing people and giving trying to be a little persuasive and then letting people you know, form their own, their own thoughts are, we're just the messenger. We're throwing out ideas for you. Go find out what you like. Yeah. But I believe we decided we were going to start with one that we universally agreed that we did like. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to start because, you know, I will say I was not a fan of their album that came out. Um, the band is called nothing but thieves. They had an EP come out called moral panic Two, And obviously the album that I'm referring to is called moral panic. I mean, it was good. It was definitely not as high on my list as you guys put it on your uh, your end list. But this EP was phenomenal. Holy cow. Like if they did more songs like this, I'd be a huge fan. Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to pretty much lead off by saying that had they went this direction, the entire original Moral Panic album, then I think it would have been higher on your list as well. Like just from right off the bat, like future proof is just it's such a great song. Just hits you right off that back with that awesome guitar line. Yeah, it's the whole album is is really good. Like I was really surprised. I think your blood was almost one of the first songs other than obviously future proof, which is a single. Your blood was the first song that I heard. And I just was blown away. There was not much I was expecting because I didn't really like the last album. It wasn't just my it was just wasn't my thing. 
Uh, but that song, it was just like really kind of moody and, and emotional in the beginning and then just hit you with the guitar line right at the end. You're just like rocking out at the end, like, holy cow, I'm, I'm loving this. And then just it's just over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Can I pause in here to give a little context? Because we kind of just jumped into the tracks uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. for, for anybody who's not familiar. Nothing But Thieves is a British band, an, an alternative rock band. It's been around for about a decade. They've got a, a lot of pop influences and, and occasionally kind of some hard stuff mixed in there. And last year's Moral Panic album, I ranked it way higher by the end of the year than I did when it first came out. There was a, there was a handful of tracks that I just thought were so strong that they drug it to the top. <laughs> um, yeah. This year, they decided to uh, release this EP called Moral Panic 2. And in, in their words, as we were just looking up before the show here, it was, was, quote, something we decided to do only after part one was all mixed, mastered, and the records pressed. Didn't feel like we were done with the Moral Panic theme. I think partly because we hadn't been able to tour on it yet, it didn't feel right to move on. But we also had the luxury of time to assess the album and explore some avenues we felt the album may have missed. So it's kind of cool. It's like... For the record, and they, they've gone on record to mention this, this is not just a deluxe edition. This is not a bunch of B-sides and leftovers. It's newly written songs written after Moral Panic 1 <laughs> that uh, <laughs> they just decided that they, they liked the idea and wanted to see what else they could do with it. And I'm glad that they did. <laughs> we actually had it 17 on our list. Yeah. 17? So it just yeah. snuck in. Okay. I thought it was pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nonetheless. I don't think I had it on my list is why. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the reason why it was that low is because Dan didn't have it on his <laughs> list. <laughs> but uh, no points from me. Yes. No, but this EP definitely, it's more along the lines of the Can You Afford to Be an Individual song. So, Which Casey ranked as basically like track of the year last year. Yeah. Like that, that was a big resonator with the itch. And, and these songs felt in that vein by and large, which is awesome. Indeed. Future Proof was a great... Oh, like, I remember sending you guys that one, like, the day it came out. I was like, yeah, uh, this is really cool. <laughs> and, like, like every time I listen to that one, I still get excited. Right. And then that they put five more tracks on out that were in a similar vibe and, and of the similar quality. You, you know what is funny? The first time I heard Future Proof, or at least as I kept hearing it, you know how back uh, earlier this year when we were talking... And I, I keep bringing this up, too. When we were talking about the Pretty Reckless, and there's a part in 25 where I was, I just said, you know, it would have been better had she gone high. Yeah, high. And she went low. My, he, this dude knows when to go high. Like, yes. That, like, it, it's <laughs> just, it's so perfect in that song. Like, it's it just, I love it. Like, I'm up there with him. I can't hit those notes like he can, but I'm still up there with him. Like, oh, I'm going to embarrass myself singing this song. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> He love he loves to go to go into that high voice too. Yeah, that's yeah, that's where like every time I hear him, I think of their muse influences and stuff like that. That's exactly what I was just getting ready to say. It's it, it's very reminiscent of old muse before they got all like disco-y. <laughs> right. These guys brought the disco from the beginning, yeah. like with their more poppy danciness. But then they just like know when to like hit you know something harder, and then. The guitar lines on this EP were phenomenal. Every single song, like it was just great. So basically, Miracle Baby kind of threw me off because, like, it had a video for it already. At least when I saw saw it, I guess it's yeah. the newest single. Um, and for some reason, I didn't realize that it already had a video. Video, and it's kind of to me, it sounded like something that came off the album prior to Moral Panic. 
And so I thought I was just listening to a song that had been out for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I'm seriously like, I'm just like, oh, this is a great song. It's one of their single, you know, it's got to be one of their singles prior to because like I said, I didn't know they'd release a new single, but um, because I I also hadn't had the album until like recently. And so I, I, yeah, I was just oblivious. It was, it was funny. And I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure that Nothing But Thieves, at least for the EP, had a video pretty much with every song, whether it be a lyric video or a uh, an actual music video. Yeah, they did. I think that that's a thing that is happening more often. I mean, especially lyric videos, because um, yeah. those are you know cheap to produce and you can still be creative with them and people like to see the lyrics when a lot of fans create those too that's true as well right and then also just you know if you're releasing eps you do have that luxury of doing more with each individual track some artists have done full albums where they did a video for each song but it's few and far between because that's a lot of work so you know that we we do have deep ties to this band right nothing but thieves like one of their first singles back in 2015 was called itch Yes. Oh yeah. And then they also have Trip Switch as well was the following <laughs> single. <laughs> Woo, that was the biggest reach that I've, that I've heard in in 60 some episodes. <laughs> Double itch on the album. Yes. The back to back singles featuring the itch, all right? That's that's what I'm talking about. Ah, sorry Skindred, you've been replaced. <laughs> They're going to be our new theme. <laughs> Just kidding. Skindred's still our boys. Always. <laughs> and nothing but thieves is, is it'd take a lot of work to get that to that level. Yeah. Uh, circling back to Miracle Baby, for me, I, I kind of felt like it was the weakest track on the EP. <laughs> yeah. I could give you that. That and I, If I Were You were kind of my least favorites. But no, I, I, I do agree. I mean, it was still a strong track in itself, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> the one track that cracks me up, which will never be played on our show is the, uh, I, I don't even know entirely how to pronounce it, the Sea Nest Rain. I was going to ask you, I mean, because you're Mr. Pronunciation, if you had looked it up. I don't know if Casey does French. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, so the, okay. Say it looks like French to me. Nest Say, rain. Say, hmm. I don't know. Sinus Rain? I don't know. Uh, has don't anybody know. tried Googling it? Like, maybe we'll just google it i'm sure i just want to know why we're not playing it on the show i just want case to explain that (laughs) on the radio show there's a lot of f-bombs in this song (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i just wanted him to say that yes yes (laughs) (laughs) but it's still a good a good track oh no it's a great track when i first heard Ah, this when i first heard this i texted you guys i was like this track is awesome but we will never play it You know what we could play, though, is the final track on there, which is called Your Blood, which I like we mentioned that this band is heavily influenced by Muse. Muse is very heavily influenced by Radiohead. I had never <laughs> cut out the middleman with nothing but thieves as strongly as I did on this track. Like the first half of Your Blood is a pure OK computer Radiohead song, including in his vocals. He sounds like Tom York. And then like halfway through the song, just like drops with this gnarly riff yeah. and gets leads to this epic outro and i'm like that's how you finish an album right there give me <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was great yeah. and and by the way it's it is french you are correct and it means it's nothing all right all so, right good to know <laughs> so apparently fuck it's nothing yeah because <laughs> there's a lot of those words in there 
So, I don't know what to make of that, but it, it's, it's French, you know. <laughs> it is apparently. Speaking of artists that like to use a lot of words that we can't play on the show, shall we move on to our next EP? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So the boys from Head PE had a new EP come out called Sandmine. And I'll be honest, like I have tried to look up information on like whether or not this was leftovers from class of 2020 or what the intent behind it was. Like if it was just their, yeah. their board, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I haven't been able to find anything. Have, did you guys have any different types of luck? No, I, 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 I tried to find the same thing because it didn't really sound like leftovers off of 2020. And it's I mean, I mean, it, it, it said P.E in its current state so it, it sounds relatively similar but it, i don't know and it's it's kind of funny because when they had stampede they kind of dropped a hint at class of 2020 and then they also said it's our last record final record 2020 2020 <laughs> and then they <laughs> they've come out with you know two albums since then <laughs> so, well but no they come out with i thought that was a uh, class of 2020 was their, their last full album and they said that yeah uh, so maybe maybe that's with, what they meant. Yeah, they, they're just coming out with EPs now. Coming out with EPs here. from now on. <laughs> I wouldn't EPs. I wouldn't take anything, you know, no, anything I know, I know. in any particular plan. But yeah, I remember we we did our episode on Head PE. Uh that album also probably made our top 20. I don't remember. It um, did. <laughs> and we we did an episode on it and and one of the big parts of the discussion was kind of that debate of, you know, if they're going out, is this a satisfying note to go out on? And and then like here comes 2021 and they're like <laughs> actually we're feeling rejuvenated <laughs> so yeah that's what jared he's like he's like after the success of class of 2020 he said we just wanted to give the fans more of what they wanted and so uh he said that that the sand mine was was fueled by the pandemic the election the reaction to those things and also the pending birth of his daughter ah that makes sense yeah wow and we we discussed prior that he's around like 50 something years old so that's crazy <laughs> good <laughs> I, on him. I, I can't even yeah i guess if you can keep up with them more power to you i can't even keep up with mine at 37 or however old i am <laughs> not 50 right no at not, not 50, 50 that's for sure i'm not gonna lie to y'all of the four we're talking about this is my least favorite um <laughs> i kind of like the art it kind of has that it's weird. It's some, I don't know, bug alien looking creature. Um, and the track uh, RTR was kind of cool. It did catch me the first time I heard it. But so much of Head PE to me, like you and you know exactly what it's going to sound like <laughs> going into it. That's how I feel about a lot of their music. And and with his voice getting getting where it is, it's harder for me to enjoy listening to. <laughs> yeah. But, and- but I believe you guys probably had stronger positive feelings. So, so let's let you give the the good news. Well, that's that's one thing that I did want to bring up about this particular EP is he didn't really rely on the auto-tune as heavily as he has on the previous two albums. So it was kind of interesting in that regard. Yeah. Pretty raw. Yeah. Hmm. I liked it a, a lot. I, you know, I, there are some tracks that I think are stronger than others, obviously. Um, I, I liked how it was kind of return back to you know the sound that we talked about with uh the guys from patio slave it's just kind of their california kind of reggae punk uh 
I guess they'd like to call themselves G punk, whatever the hell that means. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gangster, they, well, they call gangster it punk. It's like gangster punk. Yeah. Yeah. Gangster punk. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I, like I said, I don't like <laughs> classifying stuff into little subcategories, but I will say that I do think that this was definitely more of a return to their original sound. Um, yes. Yes. And I, the song let me know is, is probably one of my favorite songs um, that they've made recently. So yeah, I, I think the, and RTR was great too. Like I really like when he is, uh, you know, talking about fighting the power and shit when he's actually knows what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> Respect so yeah, the Republic. It was, yeah, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> I, I like, I love that album. I thought it was, I'm sorry. I love, I love that song. Um, it was probably my second favorite on the, the album, but yeah, the, there's songs that are not strong, but um, it's definitely different. I think that's who you just mentioned will be very nice uh, concert editions. Yeah. For them in particular. And so uh, if, if, and when we see them again, we'll have to be on the lookout for that. <laughs> One thing I do like though, is that every song sounded completely different. Like there was no song that sounded exactly the same or sounded like the other one. They all stood alone. Yeah. Agreed. I'm flipping through it a little bit right now. I, I got to give a little credit where credit's due. There's, I, th- I like the production on this. Like, I think it, it hits a good level for whatever that's worth where like it doesn't sound overproduced, but it doesn't sound like trash. It's like a, it's a nice, it's a nice sweet spot <laughs> that works for <laughs> what their sound, sound is. Like trash. Hey, we'll, some bands we'll go way too far one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about pure production value, not, not, not no, song quality. I, I got you. I know. <laughs> like, so I'm talking about the mix. Hey, I'm uh, talking about all of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on here, but I think we have some, some, some haters waiting to hate <laughs> on the show. For the record, the itch generally likes to keep things positive and generally only talks about things that we think are worth your listen. So, uh, one way or another, if it's in this episode, it's being endorsed and there's no way around it. <laughs> one way or another. Is that what one we're talking about next, I guess? Because you seem well, a little, you seem a little antsy there, Casey. No, we can we can hold off to the end as a, as a finale. I actually don't know what you're talking about at all in terms of which of the other two EPs you are referring to. I am a little confused and hence a little nervous. Um, you should. So what, why don't you tell us, tell, Casey? You tell us what's happening next because <laughs> I don't know, but I'm willing to do whatever it is that you've got on, on your mind. No, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get. We'll cover it all. No, well, but do we uh, have more on head PE or are we ready to move on? No, nah, we're ready. I don't I was, yeah, I was, I was ready. All right. This so might be a shorter episode, but since we're talking about shorter albums, that makes kind of sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the uh, next EP is a, uh, a new artist to the itch to the world. Yeah. Crash face. Crash face. That sounds violent. It does. Crash Face is a, a two-piece band, um, also from the UK. They formed a couple years ago, and this EP, it's called Heavy Infectious, is their first release ever. In fact, I'm pretty sure they just a few days ago played their first live show ever. And we'll get to whether you guys agree with this sentiment or not, but I find that amazing in terms of the quality of their music that's on this EP. It's... um. 
it is a sound well for starters i i'm kind of excited to talk about these guys just because they're probably among the most um unknown bands that we have covered specifically yeah. devoted time <laughs> to and i like sliding them in here among amongst these like nothing but thieves is huge head pe and and eve six have both been around for ages so they're well known whether yeah. people like them or not they're very, very well known and we stick these new guys in here it's like kind of like getting the rub and so anyway they have a sound that i think um it reminded me a lot of like some of that like bring me the horizon like experimentation where they kind of move somewhere between like electronic stuff and like really like heavy stuff and like this punk and it's just a lot of noise going on right yeah <laughs> they definitely cover a lot of ground as far as musically and i i will say right off the bat that i really enjoy musically every track on this album yeah yeah are you less sold on the on the vocal element the vocal element it's not that they can't do it it's it's very choppy throughout the whole album before i go too far though i did want to mention the first track uh going the uh, boy hits car route with all one word title <laughs> ah yes ultra plastic planet killer track one <laughs> that sounds that sounds violent it is very much violent. That song comes right out the gate swinging. The the drums on this EP are very heavy. And uh, and I appreciate that. I especially appreciate whenever a band that's only two people can make a lot of noise. Yeah. <laughs> they And it's it's funny you mentioned the two people because at times they kind of reminded me of like a middle class rut-ish. I mean, they, they don't sound like middle class rut at all, but just you can tell that it's two people in the band type of thing. <laughs> just a side note, one thing I've always... I don't I haven't just actually don't know if I should say I appreciate it or not. Middle class rut kind of entertains me because the dude's vocals are always it just sounds like he's yelling what he's trying to say, if that makes sense. Yes. It's not he's not a screamer, but right. <laughs> he doesn't really sing that much. He just sounds like again, I think I said it in a different episode about somebody else. He just sounds like he's trying to like communicate to you from like across the football field. <laughs> yeah yeah that's the middle class rut guy and <laughs> yeah. and i think these guys do a little bit of that too but i think they it's do. perfect for their style yes this is a style that would probably be very um mosh pit friendly in a concert um there would be a lot of energy and a lot of sweat going on and <laughs> <laughs> i could say that for sure they describe their sound themselves this is this might make sense some sense they said, imagine the prodigy, My Chemical Romance, and Placebo had a weird love child. And that's kind of the ballpark of their own sound. It's pretty close. I was A few other ones that I think you could throw in there are Power Man 5000 and um, kind of music-wise, like almost like monster magnet type. You can hear a lot of influences. I can't quite place it. Like they, they, yeah, they definitely sound very familiar to me. I, I agree with you, Casey. Where like I, I love the music a lot. It's fast. It's hard. It's, it's in your face. But the singing, I, I just, I don't know. I could not get over it. It was, it was very flat. It's like just screaming. But he doesn't really have any melody. Well, and I can't tell if it's his voice itself or if it's the way they produced it. Yeah, like, I don't, that could be. I don't know because like some, I. I uh, a couple of the tracks, uh, I think the first track with the long title, 
uh, is one of them where he's just screaming, but then it just, it's the it's like distorted, almost. it's distorted to the point where you can't tell anything that he's saying at all. <laughs> See, that's interesting. That's in, in a, a lot of bands that I think are in this style that I get what you're saying. And that kind of thing bothers me for some reason. It doesn't bother me with these guys. I feel like whatever it is, that's going on there. It, it fits. It has a vibe, like a feel like, I don't know. There's, there's like a mood, a mood going on and it all kind of works together for me. Yeah. And so like, like I kind of enjoy it. Like I, it's, it's very interesting to hear you say things about those vocals. Cause I literally noticed nothing of what you're talking about. So now I'm well, listening back a little bit to see if I catch what you're saying. <laughs> to be honest, I'm still not, but that's, you know, teach their own on, on opinions. Well, and, and that's, and I don't want to say that they're not good vocally because throughout the EP, they, they show, kind of a wide wide variety of vocal styles but it just i don't know the the way it was recorded just kind of is a little bit of a throw off at times yeah fair enough fair enough dan did you have anything further on that one no not really um it's it was definitely interesting i you know i i'm not not a fan so uh. <laughs> <laughs> i also like i said let's keep in mind and one of the things that I, again, that I appreciate is like, this is a band that I think is as close to being one that we are like breaking as anybody. Like, I think in my opinion, even if you take flaws into consideration, I think this is a pretty great debut for some guy, some young guys who, who to my knowledge, have not put out recorded music before. It, it pu- immediately puts them on my radar as somebody to keep an eye out on for like whenever they decided to do a full length and that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. Or, you know, they're a band that if I were a UK band right now, I would be trying to get these guys to open for me on tour because I think that right. they would do a great job of getting the crowd hyped in about 15 minutes. And so, <laughs> yes. yeah, this whole EP. Yeah, let's play the whole EP. And there you go. <laughs> I, yeah, I do agree that this would be would make for a great live show. That's for sure. Like it's like I said, it's heavy. It's fast when it's live. Maybe it won't sign so bad because <laughs> it, it does sound like it's just, yeah, it's like a distorted or something on some of the tracks. So since we haven't really hit on many of the tracks itself, what were at least one of your favorite songs on this EP? I think I'm trying to decide which one I would recommend like as a first dive in with this one. It's tough. <laughs> um, it's kind of a toss up for me because I like the Maltoff smile, but also the loading screen infinity song is, is fantastic. I think Molotov Smile or Cold would be the ones I would recommend to start for somebody. As a side note, I got I got to sl- throw this in here. I think one of the things that you guys are kind of talking about with that distortion is overmodulation, which is a thing that bands sometimes do on purpose mm-hmm. more and more these days. And related to that, I want to direct everybody to go listen to the brand new Sleigh Bells song. It's called <laughs> Locust Laced, and it's awesome because I love Slate Bells and they are notoriously known for brutally overmodulating <laughs> their guitars and drums on purpose. And so just sliding that one in there because I had a, an in an opportunity an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would say Molotov smile as well would probably be the track I would recommend. There's a, there's a lot of, of, uh, of ease by these guys songs. So I don't know. <laughs> Even if you can't understand what they're saying, I think there's a lot too much in there for us to be playing on the radio, but we can talk about them on the podcast. So introducing the world to Crash Face, 
you know, mixed in here with some of these, some of these big boys from, from over the years, which I guess leads us to our last one, a very interesting one. So we talked not on an episode on a shortcut, actually about Eve six and how late in December of last year, Max Collins from the band, which had largely been inactive for years, kind of resurfaced on Twitter and became like a, like a viral phenomenon for a little while. And all of that was leading, well, ultimately leading up to the release, an EP called Grim Value that came out in June of this year. And uh, it's wild. They, they just like, uh, it's rare to see a band just like show up again out of nowhere and have, and reinvent themselves in the way that these guys did. <laughs> reinvent is definitely a word. <laughs> That is, uh, and I was, that's one thing I would agree with. Like, I, I was actually one that liked the EP, but I, I wouldn't. I don't know if I would say this is reinvent. This is a reincarnation almost. Yeah, I mean, what's the difference there? Like, it's because they fucking died. In, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I don't know. Like, but... uh, their their sound died. Obviously, the yeah, this, clearly. <laughs> this I think we're saying different. the same. We're saying the same thing. You guys are. are just being a little weirder about it. Yeah. <laughs> but point yeah. being that they're, they've come back and yeah, they're a different kind of beast than they were before. Like he kind of did this thing where he was going on, he was on Twitter and he was doing an, uh, it was a, a couple, it was bits he was doing for a while. And some of them was telling stories that may or may not have been true about other like nineties rock bands. Um, and a lot of it was asking random celebrities if they liked the heart in a blender song. And Which I'm, was quite funny to me. My favorite I, was him poking fun of the third eye blind guy. Yeah, All the time poking right. fun at the guy from third eye blind. <laughs> and eventually it just moved into him just like having these very honest conversations with people on Twitter. And just like he and pretty much decided like I'm going to have the opinion I have and I'm going to throw it out there and I truly do not care. And I'm not going to mince words about it. Um, and some of them were, you know, kind of that like uh, hot take, like controversial, like this is probably not what other people are going to believe or whatever, but it's also, it's interesting to hear that from somebody who's inside the music industry and be like, like I mentioned, uh, even last week, he was like, yeah, Limp Biscuit is geniuses because they make unapologetically stupid rock music. And that's what rock music should be. Right. And I'm like, you know what? That kind of makes sense. Now that you say it, kind <laughs> um, D is one of the best at that. Yeah, yeah true. So, so nonetheless, they put out this grim value thing. Let's talk about the music itself here. I'll let you guys take over for a sec. Well, first off, they called it grim <laughs> value, which should be <laughs> a, a sign in of itself. Because you're thinking, oh, Eve 6, they're back. Yeah, grim value. Oh, shit. <laughs> Second of all, the cover of it is bottled water and cigarettes. <laughs> yep. It's the, <laughs> that's all it is. So that's even more grim value right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then thirdly, turbulent. It's getting turbulent. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> I love that that's your reaction to Black Nova. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty much 13-year-old cover band of the Ramones, and it's it's pretty awful. <laughs> oh dang he just went hard hard on the awful this is going to be an inverse episode where casey is not not the middle of the polarizing no, between me not. and dan this is where he's the polar yeah. <laughs> and me and dan are like it's not that bad yeah. <laughs> well and then vocally it's 
even that's like a 13 year old wrote the song. <laughs> He's talking some turbulent. <laughs> he says it like 83 times. Oh, uh, we'll put it th- put it this way though. You got to give him you got to give him one thing. You will not forget that song. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> I was sad that I had to listen to this album three times. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> made I you will do never that. Listen to it again. Yeah, it, and besides that, it probably only lasted like twelve minutes. What is like? <laughs> it's like each track is two minutes long. Yeah. I, I want to note that despite the title being Grim Value, and despite there being a track called "I Want to Bite Your Face," yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, can the, we combine? And can we combine? <laughs> there's there's a lot that goes in here if you listen to the if you pay attention to the lyrics um that's actually kind of weirdly sweet like yeah. like the whole thing of i want to bite your face is r- literally just him like describing how much he he likes someone yeah <laughs> and um he said i want to meet your parents and get crunk at a matinee and do the last bogo in paris <laughs> um he said get crunk that's kind of funny but anyway and then, like the song after that, or sorry, that was um, that's in "I Want to Bite Your Face." And can we combine? He says, uh, basically, I'm just trying to survive this terrible world that we're in, and 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 every every once in a while, I find something that is you know beautiful, and so he's kind of trying to cling to that. So there's this, there's like I said, there's kind of a sweetness buried underneath, like the weirdness of what he's singing, that I think actually I personally would actually say is more mature than a lot of early Eve six. If you listen to that, he was real caught up in his wordplay in those early albums. He loved having some plays on words and weird rhymes and, and all that good stuff. Uh, also, he says that Fred Durst still owes him money for, for using the term hard in a blunder in Nookie. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, Fred hit me up. I need to make some money. <laughs> I just you know, want to point I, that out. I think, uh, see, I don't know how you went in, to, like how you went into listening to this album, Casey. Because I, I will say that if you go in thinking that you're going to hear an Eve Six album, you're fucking wrong. Like you're completely oh, yeah. wrong. No, you're I... going to be disappointed. Like it is, it, it's not an Eve Six album. It is a punk album. It's it's punk six. All right, like that's what they should call themselves, <laughs> Eve Punk Six. I don't know. Like, uh, but it's 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 actually really good. I, um, you know, there's a couple of tracks that I absolutely love. I love the song. You know, can can we combine? Is a little bit weird, but like the the breakdown for that song, the chorus or whatever, is just awesome. Uh, and that that's kind of why I really like that. It's really reminiscent of old school punk. My wife really really liked it, and she's the big punk fan of our household. Yeah, the one the one thing that I I, I did not go into it thinking that we were going to hear, you know, any of their hit songs from the past because number one it had been 10 years since they released an album yeah so but i don't know the it i think it was because the entire album went that route because i was expecting to hear some sort of break that changed it up a little bit and it never happened You know, it's funny though, because like I, I feel like every song almost sounds like a completely different band, or they, they like just took contemporary 
yeah. adult bands and just ripped them off. Uh, yeah. Um, Angel of the Supermarket, I could totally hear like a Blink-182 type. I was thinking R.E.M. R.E.M. Uh, end of the world almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I think that's another good point about this band right here is that I think this is, you can tell by listening or reading the way that he tweets and stuff that he's basically embraced this like, I'm going to be who I am, like what I like. I'm not putting on any type of an act anymore kind of thing, which I think is something that, if we're honest, probably most rock stars do uh, a a lot, or at least are pressured to do a lot. And I think that that turns into his music as well. Like you hear totally different influences in a lot of this than you heard in previous stuff. And I think it was just the band being like, we don't care what the expectation was for us to sound like, like we're going to, we're at an age and a point in our lives. We're like, we want to make what we want to make and hopefully people like it. And if they don't like, you know, we satisfied ourselves with it. So that's fine. In that regard, it reminds me kind of like Van Weezer, where they're just mm. kind of doing a wink and a nod to a style of music, which that I can respect them for. But overall, I I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it definitely misses out on, on your typical Eve Six hooks. Um, that's what they're known for. I mean, that's one reason why he can say hard in a blender, because the hook of that song is everybody knows it. But it's not just that song, like almost all their big hits from like that era. Yeah. Just have really catchy hooks. And I didn't really feel that in this album. Like it's it's punk. It's you know, it's there. Yeah. It's quick. Uh, the song's over pretty much as soon as you get into it. The the monotone vocals. Yeah, exactly. Like it, and it, mm-hmm. but, but, but while you said, you know, the lyrics were were clever, like it didn't have that, like those lines that you just catch yeah you know uh from like typical eve six songs but like i said i still love the album i thought it was great it's definitely definitely different um not what i expected and not what i hope i mean you know, I, I hope that that if they do continue that they, maybe they have like one throwback song or some shit like yeah just an, an ode to their sound because they had such a unique sound that's what made them so great um is mm. they had that unique sound they you know nobody really did sound like them uh, I think they were. Yeah. I, yeah, I actually think that they were underrated in their heyday. I like, agree. And, and they he makes jokes about himself being like, yeah, we were dumb. Like we weren't very good. And even when he does that, I'm like, I don't know. I thought you were better than you got credit for, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that they just didn't put out enough albums like quick enough, really, because, um, you know, right in their heyday, they had some good albums and, you know, some really big singles with like Think Twice and, and uh other things but they just here's to really, the night yeah they just didn't really like capitalize on that success and keep building on it like they just like i don't know fell off the face of the earth pretty quickly yeah we remember we talked about that before you know they they called it mm-hmm. quits um they were disappeared oh, yeah, we were for there. a long time yeah. <laughs> yeah we were at that show their last their last show for quite a while and it was, it was incredible i will say that it was, was one of my favorite uh concert settings i've ever been in yeah. Uh, we got to see Eve Six right in front of the riverfront in the Mississippi under the arch. We were actually sitting on the arch steps getting to watch Eve Six play for free, mind you, which was like the best. I will say this every time it comes up because it still blows my mind. How do you have a track called Arch Drive Goodbye and you're playing your final show under an arch and you don't do that track? That's the <laughs> weirdest thing. Anyway, <laughs> they so they broke up in like 07 and were gone for a while and they... They came back and did speaking code in 2012 and then we're gone for a while again, or at least not doing <laughs> ten, much. Ten years, yeah. Nine years. 
Yeah. And, and speaking code was fine too. There was, it was decent. It wasn't their I best. It. I don't think, but yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. some really good songs out there. You know, like you said, it wasn't their best, but the a Victoria situation infatuation, there were some really good ones on there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. They, they came back. And- so we shall see uh, if they take another nine, 10 year break. <laughs> yeah. And I would, I would like to hear from anyone who listens to this to, to hit us up on one of those channels and let us know your thoughts on these. We obviously have some differing ones, and these are, to be fair, some fairly different genres of music we're mm-hmm. meshing into to one episode here, and some bands that are fairly difficult to classify, period. And so um, I, I would be surprised if there's somebody out there who loves every single one of these, but uh, give them a shot, you know, especially Crash Face, just on account of the fact that they are rookies, and it's kind of cool to hear a new band. Or, you know, if you have an EP that we didn't mention, you know, like we said, we're probably going to have to talk about some more EPs. So if there's something that you guys would suggest for us to listen to and possibly review, let us know. Yeah. Like like we mentioned, there's a there's a ton of EPs that came out and maybe even some we don't know. We would actually like to do another EP episode soon. If that is uh, listener requested, then so much the better. Yes, we have a lot, lot more to cover in the next couple of weeks for sure. <laughs> Before we wrap it up, I want to give a shout out and also a quick sell. First off, a shout out to a couple of our of our Twitter friends, Anthony, who routinely promotes not only us, but a handful of other music related podcasts um, that are also quality shows. He's he's a good dude. And we love that when people, you know, shout us out and that makes us makes us feel nice. So to him, also to our friend Kaz, who does uh, a rock show across the pond in England, we got a couple bands for her in there that hopefully uh I'm sure she'll be playing some uh, some nothing but thieves and maybe now some crash face. We'll find out uh, on her show. <laughs> <laughs> and then a little sell. We have shirts and stuff and stuff. they're pretty cool and stuff. Yeah, and really uh, cool. I am waiting for my shirt to come in the mail. Dan has received his and worn it around. It does shrink as they sometimes do. So be aware, but it should should still feel and look nice. It's comfortable. Even if it's snug, it's, I was going to say, even if it's snug, it's still pretty comfortable. Good. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> and we're proud of that. And if you are, if you, you know, if you like what we do, if you like the look of that logo and think it would be cool to wear around, we totally appreciate it. And it pays for the costs of operating this show. And um, the more of that we can get taken care of, the more we are able to upgrade the show in various ways and dedicate more time and energy to it. There's so many things we haven't actually expanded into just because we have to find a way to justify it within our lives. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I mean, the bottom line of that is that as much, we, we will totally do this for fun as we have for years, like the radio show. But um, growth does generally involve money in some way or another. So the, the more of the latter usually will help with the more of the former and vice versa. So. So buy the shirt. It's pretty cool. <laughs> stickers if you want as well slap them around on stuff yes like, the, <laughs> like places called pops slap them at pops <laughs> <laughs> I want itch stickers at every concert venue in St. Louis and all the other cities do we want to go ahead and officially close the uh, the episode that way you can stop the recording oh yeah good point <laughs> yep we need to wrap it up and I need to get out of here and get clean <laughs> yep 
stop being all musty up in here. Old. I'm just feeling gross right sitting, now. Sitting on some grim value. <laughs> yeah, this closet is full of grim value. <laughs> it's it's looking oh. quite grim at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> smelling quite grim I'm it's sure. getting quite turbulent in it's here. getting yeah <laughs> shows like this gets turbulent <laughs> maybe that's why he was singing that because he was in a small little room singing about his stink <laughs> that's why he wanted to bite people's faces flight yep. like this is permanent yeah. <laughs> oh, it's wild anyway <sighs> I don't know where we left off, but I think we can just go right to the we closing. We can just hit the close and we'll and put... We're definitely yeah, going to use a, a turbulent... We're going to use a turbulent line after the credits for this one. Turbulent. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah. Buy some merchandise. We could use all the help we can get. <laughs> and we'll love you for it. We'll shout you out for it, for sure. Absolutely. So thank you very much for listening to the Itch Podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, it's getting turbulent. No, <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. It works. It works. No, I'm Perfect. Just, just, oh, let me say it again. Hold on. <laughs> I can't promise you that if you say it again, I'm still not going to keep the turbulent. That's, that's but you fine. can say it if you want. <laughs> and until next time, rock on. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation including the episode's playlist and you can interact with us on twitter facebook or through gmail and itchrocks.com all at itchrocks i-t-c-h-r-o-c-k-s Ah, fucking did We don't. No, is that what, is that what we say normally? Is rock on? Yeah, you said rock yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I might just keep that whole thing. Actually, it's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how how it works. Or Casey might, if he does first edit, then it'll be his call. That, that ending was turbulent. turbulent. It's getting that turbulent. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it'll be after, yeah, after the credits. Stuck in my fucking head. <laughs> be now, like man. that ending was turbulent. <laughs> I know uh, that's well, that's the thing I hated about that song when I first heard it because after I listened to it for like the rest of the day, just that one stupid line <laughs> was all up in my head. I, yeah, I'm like why is it turbulent? Stop! <laughs> Nobody's ever even used that word before. <laughs> apparently, I didn't know this, but apparently, Loudwire crowned Collins the new king of Twitter and the anti-trapped of Twitter. Oh, good the lord! Anti-trapped. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's good. That's a good thing to be. That's what everybody should strive to be. <laughs>